welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things to do with your mental health and your emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. But we're not doctors, so please don't confuse our advice for medical advice. And even though we come at these subjects with a slightly more light-hearted approach, please don't think we're trivialising any of the topics we discuss, because we certainly don't. But because we come from a slightly different angle and perspective, we call the podcast Thinking Outside the Box. Hello, Brit. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm right. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, I know we've we've sort of you know woken up together, and it feels weird <laughs> saying hello as if we've just walked. You say into we've room. woken up together, but I wake up every morning on my own. You well, I mean that's a bit. And <laughs> we're beginning in a dark place. No, that's because I get up at a normal time. Well, you say normal. You get up at like the crack of dawn you get up at like 5am no that's wrong it, it could be 5am for all you know <laughs> but it's not it's 6am look I need a lot more sleep than you we've realised this over the years I reckon I need I mean we did we do a podcast about sleep or did I dream it yeah Wait. we did we did do a podcast about sleep yeah yeah I need you know I need about 10 hours sleep minimum I saw a thing yesterday and I got really annoyed by it that said no. Uh, no, I know. That said, like, oh, our adults actually only need it was like six hours sleep, and I was like, no yeah, one. I think there's a lot of contradictory advice out there about that. I yeah. think there's. I mean, I've always so the the expert that I go to, mm. I say go to the videos I watch on YouTube. Oh, you're just um, like every other internet <laughs> expert. No, then. well, there is a. Oh, I wish I could remember the guy's name at this exact moment. <laughs> But he, he talks about eight hours being what your brain needs to... No, kind ten. Of... Ten. <laughs> I've, no, honestly, any less than that, and I, you don't want to come near me. You well, don't want to come near me. Uh, well, maybe me. the lesson to learn here is listen to your body uh, and listen to yourself about what you need. Mm. I, I mean, I, I will talk to people about... Why are we going to talk about something? It's not about do, sleep. Do you know anyway. what? No, we only spoke about this because um, because I, you said we woke up together and, and I said, no, I wake up on my own. Because what happens is I get up probably about like half eight on a good day, nine on a usual day. Yeah. And um, and you get up probably between six and seven. Yeah. But but this is the thing. I, I'm always saying to my clients, when we're talking about sleep, they'll often say, oh, I sleep really well. I sleep for like eight hours. But then you ask the question, when you wake in the morning, do you feel rested? And mm. they'll be like, oh, no, I could always use more sleep. And then it's like, well, okay. So it's not about the hours you're getting. It's about maybe the quality of sleep. It's about what you need as an individual. By that logic, I should still be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean it's like listen to you rather than just decide okay because you know you put those apps on your on your wrist and things and it tells you how long you slept oh, for I how long we should be I hate them I love clients and they'll be they'll be like well I know I'm not sleeping well because my my Fitbit says that I'm not <laughs> sleeping well and yet they, they wake and feeling okay yeah or, or they'll say well I got a great night's sleep last night can't work out why I'm exhausted and it's like well obviously you can't just go by your phone stats on no. this one you've got to be a little bit more what would you call it? Not not mindful, but a, a little conscientious. Bit, I don't know. That's not, more in touch with you is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know. Be listen to your your own body a bit more. Okay. We're not actually talking about sleep today, though. That's that was a the... nice little segue. <laughs> uh, we've not gone off on a tangent, have we? Oh, I know. Very I mean, unlike us. Um, but yeah. So we we haven't done a podcast for a couple of weeks now. A um, couple of reasons for that. First of all, I think one week we were quite busy and, and we had a lot of things to do. And one week I was massively depressed. <laughs> That might have been it as well. There was a little bit. Yeah, I think I said you remember a bit of 
No, I thought we'd do it. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I was, I was very depressed. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was just in my own it. little hole. What will happen then? Our regular listeners, whenever we don't put a podcast <laughs> up one week, they'll be like, oh, "It's pretty okay." You, and it's not. <laughs> to be fair, if I don't post on social media for a few days, people start calling the Samaritans, asking if they've heard from me. Well, I've done that before when you've disappeared. <laughs> when when we first knew each other and you disappeared off Facebook for a couple of hours. <laughs> a couple of hours. <laughs> I was like, "What's she done? Is she all right?" I was in a bad place at the time as well. I'd like to point that out. It wasn't just. You know. Yeah, you weren't exactly on Suicide Watch, but I was. I was a bit like <laughs> I wasn't far off. I got I got your mate to go around your house. Yeah, no, you came around my house. You oh, got my I? friend to call me. You turned up oh, at the door. That's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember that now. Wasn't that romantic of me? Wasn't that traumatic? <laughs> Which leads oh, us nicely nice. onto it. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this week's podcast is about trauma. Oh, so it sounds so fun. We're I'm... coming back big. <laughs> Uh, but it's not, look, we're not trying to, we don't want this We don't to want be, to traumatise you. We don't want to be a downer. Uh, but I sprung this on you this morning, didn't you I? You did. I thought we were talking about something completely different. Yeah. And you were like, actually, let's talk about this. And I was like, right, okay, yeah, the one thing that I've had to deal with all my life. Well, awesome. much like trauma, it comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Brilliant. And with no preparation. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> exactly, at 6am. <laughs> Um, well, I've been up for three hours wondering what to talk about, so I've, I've ended up prepping something on trauma. I was okay? brushing my teeth when you told me. <laughs> well, anyway, let's uh, so let's get into it, yeah? Um, also, I should say another reason why we didn't do a podcast, um, <laughs> we went to a wedding. We did go to a wedding. <laughs> we were away for the weekend. Whose wedding did we go to? It was your friend Gemma, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely hates Tim calling her that. Well, okay, so I, I, I reaped what I sowed the other day at the wedding because on my the nameplate setting on my table was Brit's husband Tim. <laughs> Rather than, which you deserved. Which I deserved, yeah, yeah. But I did message Gemma after the wedding and said, I, I do feel like I'm your friend now as well. You're not just Brit's friend. Well, I was, I was her bridesmaid and she looked absolutely beautiful and it was a wonderful she wedding. She looked frabjous. Oh, look, he's learned a new word and he wants to use it now. What does frabjous mean, please, for it, the class? It means like um, wonderful, spectacular, delightful, that sort of thing. It's all, all the words you would describe somebody in, on their wedding day. Ah, lovely. Although frabjous doesn't sound frabjous. like a nice word, does it? But no, she looked stunning. The wedding was great. Yes, and now we're back with a podcast about trauma. Fabulous. Make the connection as you will there. Um, no, but I wanted to talk about trauma. This is one of the things that's been on my list of things to talk about for a long time because it's one of those what you might call the fundamentals of mental health, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. trauma is something that we very often, well, the word gets used a lot, doesn't it? It does. It's, it gets used for lots of different things. Mm. But I, okay, so I know we're going to get into this a bit later. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But I didn't realise everything I had been through yeah. in my life mm. was considered trauma. Really? Honest, honestly, it was only maybe, I don't know, just before I met you or around the time I met you, it was probably around that time. Mm. The rest of the time, I genuinely just classed it as, oh, I've had a lot of shit things happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, this <laughs> and is... I didn't realise, I almost didn't realise I had a name. And, and I know we talk about sometimes when things get named and things get labelled, yeah. people... It goes above, you know, like, I can't yeah. do this because of my anxiety, because mm -hmm. of this. And it gets kind of used and levelled in that way. Mm. But I'm the sort of person, and you know this, because I, I when I delved into my hypermobility um, diagnosis, yes. that's really helped me. So I do find that sometimes words to describe the thing 
can be a great assistance. Yeah, I know this is we were talking about this, weren't we? Because mm. I'm very sort of anti-labels because I'm, I'm not a diagnostic practitioner. I don't, when you come to me and I'm not going to say, oh, you've got generalised anxiety disorder or yeah, something yeah. like that. We're just going to talk about how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way and how we get you feeling better. That's the point of what we do. But, mm. um, but I do recognise that I've had many conversations over the years um, of people telling me, well, actually, I found my diagnosis helpful yes. rather than unhelpful. And I do get that because... You know, you could easily argue, couldn't you? Well, knowing what I'm going through exactly, mm. it, it enables me to realise I'm not alone. Yeah. And it enables me to realise that there is now something I can research to find out what to do about it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like if it's a, a tool for taking action, yes. I'm all for it, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah. this is it. I've found, I've found labels sometimes incredibly helpful. Like I say, not just with my hypermobility. Mm. Because, you know, I went to the doctors when I was a kid and it was like, oh, she's a bit bendy. And But now, <laughs> <laughs> but now, now as an adult... And I know what hypermobility disorder is. I know what I know how to protect my body mm. from getting worse, if that makes sense. And also with mental health. Yeah. When I, um, you know, when I quote unquote had uh, depression, when I was going through periods of depression, mm. and then I thought I was, and I'm using big inverted quotes here, better. Yeah. And then when I went down again, I was like, oh God, it's come back, or it's this, mm. or it's that. But now. I have my own definition of depression, yeah. which I navigate, and and it has genuinely really helped me. And it's it stopped me thinking that going back into depression, if you will, is like a spiral thing. When actually, it's just it's just me living life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that's a really important point to make. Is that it, it's a, a definition can do us harm when it restricts us, mm. um, or when it causes us to kind of lean towards. The symptoms that we're expected to have. I know yes. I've I've shown people many times when uh, you talk yourself into it. Almost. Yeah, you know, yeah. dealing with anxiety, and and as soon as you research anxiety disorders, suddenly you're feeling all the symptoms. You know, so doctors would call it the somatization of symptoms. Oh, that's a good word. That's, that's a good, good Scrabble word. word that it is, is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and basically, it means you know you you think about what's going on with you, and then you create the symptoms that you fear because you're putting too much focus on that. Just a know? posh word for talking yourself into it. Yeah, kind of. It's like the placebo effect. So. Yes. Sorry, the nocebo effect. Nocebo. Yeah, which is I've not the... heard of that band. <laughs> They're slightly more depressing oh, yeah. than placebo. <laughs> um, but nocebo being the opposite of placebo. Placebo being where you... Uh, oh, taste it makes you feel better. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and nocebo being where you, you create with your mind the negative things that you feel. You know so... quite a lot of good words, don't you? Well, you know, I, come, I don't give I you come credit. across a few good words. I don't give you credit for, for the intelligence like, that, you, that you have here. I don't. Thank you for recognising that. And I'm glad we've got that uh, recorded just for posterity. I still think I'm the smart one in the relationship. I feel like I just want to sample that. You saying that. I'll give you credit for all the things you know. And then I'll just play that back to you whenever we're in a conversation. As I say that, I still think I'm the smart one in this relationship. I think you are as well, to be fair. <laughs> you still, you still organise me. I know that much. And I can't you know, keep keep a basic functional life going without you. But no, I do, I do think, as I say, I do think some labels can be helpful. And when I realised that what I'd been through as, as a child in several ways was yes. classed as trauma yeah. that then has I say has helped me deal with it I still haven't dealt with it but you know what I mean it's it's helped yeah, me well, uh, in a way rather than me just saying I tell you what it was it's the difference between me saying I've had a shit life yes and I've actually had a few traumatic things happen in my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's there, reframed a, it almost. So some of the, the accounts that I follow on uh, your social media mm. um 
there's a discussion that seems to be starting to spark a little bit mm. about the definition of trauma and what classifies as trauma. Mm. And I was um, there's somebody that I follow who I, I really I really like their content, even though a lot of the time I, I mildly disagree with what they put, but I really like what they they talk about. And they were talking the other day about. Um, we need to stop classifying everything as trauma right. because it diminishes the people who've been through the really extreme traumas in their life. It just makes it, that oh, well, I've had trauma as well, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas I think there's, there's, an, there's a counter-argument there that says if you only reserve the right to call something traumatic, if it falls in specified categories of, of, yeah, of yeah. what you've been through, then you kind of dismiss all of, all of our struggle. And I don't yes. think that's fair either. No, I think I, I think when you start gatekeeping mental health, yeah, I don't exactly. think that's you know I've had that happen to me. Yeah. When I was in in a in a period of of wellness, mm. if you will, mm. and you know, I had someone say to me, "Well, if you're all right now, you were never really depressed in the first yeah, place." Exactly. I'm like, tell that to the 21 year old me who nearly jumped off a roof. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely not. I don't think we have any right to say to people, "It's that thing of, well, you don't have it as bad as me." granted right what I will say I will caveat that with Mm. the trauma of maybe your hamster dying Mm. and the trauma of maybe seeing someone get killed like I believe you know I do believe those are two different traumas again you're talking about a spectrum here you're talking you know it's it's like saying you know at what point are you on the autistic spectrum you know at what point are you on the anxiety disorder spectrum. I think we're all on a spectrum. But that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. It's not. There is a line where you cross, where you get an official diagnosis, and then somebody has to decide arbitrarily what that line is yeah, when they're yeah. diagnosing you. But I think this is the, the important thing. So for me, when I'm dealing with clients, when it comes to the terminology we're using, yeah. I will use what they bring. Oh, okay. If somebody says, I've been through... So you said, I- I've had a lot of shit happen to me yeah. when I was a kid. So brilliant. I'm not going to probably use the word trauma with you then because you're talking about all the shit that happened to you. Yeah. If you come in and say, I had a traumatic upbringing, yeah. I know we're talking about trauma. Right, right. Yeah, do you see what I mean? Because it's it's ultimately just a word. Tra- Some words sound scarier than others, though. Yeah. Like, I can remember when, um, you know, when I first went to a doctor many, mm. many years ago... Um, and I went in there, you know, crying, like I can't handle life because my mum's dead and I'm on my own. Mm. And, um, and I was given, you know, uh, what was it? What did they say? Clinical depression and severe anxiety disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than, you know, you've been through shit and you're reacting in a healthy way to something that's really bad. Yeah. I, you know, I automatically thought there was something wrong with me, but I think with, with, with trauma, I think, Correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you're going to go into sort of a, a definition at some yeah, point. You can yeah. see I've got my definition. <laughs> I can see definition. <laughs> I've printed this off of the internet, so I need to use it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but trauma, is it is something that happens to us? Is it something we're passive in? Oh, that's oh wow, you've gone you've gone kind of a little bit philosophical here as well. <laughs> um I believe, well, I mean, when we're referring to trauma, we're talking about an event, aren't we? Yeah. We're talking about something you've gone through. And is it, but is, is trauma ever something we've done? Is, do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But it is, this is interesting, isn't it? I mean, we're going to come on to yeah. blaming ourselves for the trauma we go through. Mm. But trauma is very much used to describe things that happen to us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk about, you know, a trauma <clears throat> response in terms of the, the, the way our mind might react to that. Yes. But... Trauma is very much describing, yeah, the, the stuff, the, the impact it has on us, I suppose. Well, look, look, this is a t- should we go for definitions? Go for definitions. Let's go for definitions, right? Um, I see you've got two. 
I've got two. You know where they've come from. I can't from. read them from here because my eyes aren't that good, but I well, know I've, I can see you've got two. I have, I have my spectacles on. So. Um, <laughs> Mine are by my desk. Yeah. Uh, I've got the dictionary definition. I've got a Wikipedia definition. I never trust the Wikipedia definition. No, you, you're not meant to, right? <laughs> but, because you know what Wikipedia definition Definition Definition. Definition is it's people. I know. It's the general populace and what they think. What was okay. the best one? We listened to a podcast called All Killer No Filler. Mm. Um, and... Um, didn't they change one of the hosts on it, Rachel? They changed her Wikipedia page to something like Nations Trip. No, Sister of, and they put her sister's names in everything. Because That's anyone right, can yeah. just use it to take the piss. Oh, absolutely. Out of yeah. And if nobody challenges it, then mm. it gets left up there. It's simple as that, you know. So Although I remember bit... when I put myself as a person of note from Maidstone and it, and it got taken down. Did it get taken down? <laughs> oh, then you didn't want to fight that then. <laughs> I'll put it back at some point. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think it's a it's an oxymoron, isn't it? Person of note from Maidstone. All we've got really is Mackenzie Crook, the guy who was in um, The Office Crook, yeah, and yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. He's from Maidstone, and oh. apparently David Bowie played in Maidstone once because there's a blue plaque of him in that. You arcade. know what? I, I've been to many places with plaques of David Bowie where he, <laughs> he played a gig here. You know, he, he's toured he's toured the world. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't you don't have to put a you monument. You can't cage Bowie down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's a he's an earthling, isn't he? That's what. Well, he's, he's dead now. so... R.I.P. Bowie. Anyway, well, that was you didn't have to mention that, did you? Is it traumatic? Uh, it is a bit, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> without getting too flippant, the dictionary definition. Yes. A deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Okay. I, so I would that agree is with describing that, yeah. the event. Yeah. You know, that's just that sort of thing. Um, a deeply disturbing. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Um, another one that the dictionary gives us: emotional shock following oh. a stressful event or a physical injury. Which may lead to long-term neurosis. Oh no, uh, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's. Describing, I mean, who am I to disagree with the dictionary? But I, I agree with that. What is it? Even if we do, it's like tough, isn't it? <laughs> <That's the dictionary. laughs> um, but yeah. So it's describing the event and also How the resulting the mental uh, trauma response. I suppose the emotional impact of it. Yeah. Um, the emotional fallout. Which you know, I've not really got an issue with that definition. You know, I, I don't. I have issues with some definitions of certain things, but that one, I'm like, yeah, yeah that that seems to make sense to me. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, also, which may lead to long-term neurosis. I might come back to that. What does neurosis mean? Well, it's like um, neurosis is probably what we would call um, insecurities. You know, emotional uh, restrictions. Yeah, okay. emotional neuros- emotional an emotional fallout, basically. Yeah, is yeah. neurosis the same thing as neuroses? Yeah, well, neuroses is the plural. Oh, is that all it is? Yeah. I think. Christ, I'm, I'm like, I'm, this has served me right for getting the dictionary out, doesn't it? Um, okay, Wikipedia though. Trauma is a type of damage to the mind that occurs as a result of a severely distressing event. So it's again, it's talking about yeah, the impact. Yeah. Trauma is often the result of an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope mm. or integrate the emotions involved with that experience. The second sentence there, I like. Which was? Which was the an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds your ability to cope or integrate the emotions. Yes. Yeah. The first one, a type of damage to the mind. I mean, how awful does that sound? I think that's a dangerous way of defining it. They do say, though, though, don't they, that, that things that happen to us alter the shape of our brain. and But to use the word... Yes, they do. To use the word damage, I think, is yeah. not, not the best. Well, this is the thing. It has this certain... I don't know, there's certain associations with the word damage, isn't there? Well, yeah, um, like you're broken. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's, that's an accurate way of describing it. I think, so, so the way I think of trauma, and this is why I probably have a broader scope of what I would regard as a traumatic event, um, is something that happens to you 
that causes a certain confusion in the subconscious. Okay, so I'm always, as you know, I deal with the conscious and the subconscious. The subconscious is the bit that holds all your beliefs, all your responses, all of your automatic stuff, yeah? Yeah. Um, all of your emotions. So my, I'm always looking <clears throat> at what's your subconscious doing, what's the impact upon it. Mm. A traumatic event, I think, is one that causes some degree of confusion in the subconscious that leads us to adopt some kind of new emotional strategy based on that thing okay yeah if, yeah. if, if that makes sense yeah, yeah. so there's a um, to put simply there's a bit of you when something bad happens you need to work out uh, why did that happen yeah yeah what what does it mean in terms of it, now that's a thing that can happen mm. yeah how do i stay safe from it in the future yeah yeah so you're looking at what you did to cause it what you didn't do to stop it that yeah. sort of thing so you're coming up with different strategies this is why if you nearly drown for example mm. you might then feel fear whenever you approach a large body of water right yeah, because yeah. your mind's going okay that can kill you by the way so i'm going to make you feel uncomfortable when you get round it so that you're going to be encouraged to move away from it but that's that's going on the on the understanding that it's something that we've done that we can prevent exactly which mm. is the mistake isn't it yes because trauma if there's one thing that categorizes trauma it's like you said it's just happened to us. Yeah. Not like we brought it on ourselves. It wasn't something we did. No. It was something that kind of landed on us. Mm. You know, a lot of people would include in their trauma definitions things that are out of the blue, unexpected. Mm. Things that just sort of completely create a, a havoc yes. and chaos in the mind. Yeah. You know? um, would you like to... Uh, but, I think, but I think this is the danger here. When we... Uh, see, you could argue with my definition, trauma could be literally anything. <laughs> And, and this is the thing. I don't think you define what's traumatic by what it was that happened. I think you define it by the impact it had upon you. Yes. Your own perception yes, of it. Yes, you know? I would agree with that because it's everything is relative. And, and one person's mm. struggle will look different to, to another person's struggle. Absolutely. You, know, we, you and I will look at the same thing. You know, One of us will, will scream. <laughs> remember that spider the other day? Oh, my God, I thought somebody had broken in the house. I do not remember the spider. You don't remember, I don't remember you've, it. You've, uh, the, blocked it out. you've blocked it out. You've <laughs> repressed the memory. Yeah. Well, you, you basically, you made a sound. I think we might have mentioned this on the podcast before. You made a sound like somebody had broken into the house. <laughs> like, oh my God, Tim, Tim. Like, literally, you are now confronted by an I'm intruder. I was being threatened by, I was being confronted by an intruder. An intruder with eight legs and threatening <laughs> eyes. And he had a machete in every hand. Did he? Yes. I've now got a very vivid image of the spider. That does not resemble the actual spider that I found when... Uh... No, I don't like being... Okay, right. I don't like being surprised by things. You know me. <laughs> you don't. That's really true. I don't like being... I don't like things being like sprung upon me yeah. in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And I spook easily. When I, I once uh, I once told Brit to mind her head because the, the cupboard was open above her. Oh my God. I was like, oh, look at you. Like, like literally. I feel like if I was a cat... You'd be on the I'd ceiling. I'd end up on the ceiling, yeah. yeah. Or I'd be I'd be fluffed up a lot of the time. You, you know be. when they like poof out? That would be me, just... <laughs> yeah, it would be. I have a nervous disposition. Yeah, but this is the thing, and that's what I mean. Trauma isn't about, oh, d does that thing that happened fall within the category of trauma? Yes. It's like, how did, you, how did it affect you? Yeah. You know, what, what, if, what impact did it have on you? I think that's the important thing. So anyone that's talking trauma, I'm, I'm very unlikely to say to them, not really trauma though, is it? You know, I think I think the problem comes when two people who've experienced trauma mm. speak to each other. <laughs> yeah, and then it's a it's a trauma comparison. It's, it's a, a trauma of, off. It's a game of top trauma trumps. It is. 
No, because, you know, I understand it that I would feel, you know, everyone's entitled to, to feel the way they feel about certain things. Yeah. But I can completely understand how mm. someone would feel affronted or insulted even yeah. if someone said, oh, you lost your entire family. I know how you feel. I lost my favorite bracelet once. You know, it's that, and then because I can, I can understand the, the the one person trying to trying to relate. Yeah. But then one person being like, "Are you are you kidding me right now?" Are yeah. You, you know, yeah, so I I, is... I can understand it. Um, yeah. But yeah. but as a general person to person, as you say, well, trauma. Is I think I think you're right. I think when somebody attempts to understand, somebody says, "Oh, I understand," and and you're thinking you can't possibly understand because mm. you haven't been through it. Yeah. It can feel. Not insulting, but maybe dismissive. And yeah. it's like you haven't really acknowledged what's going on with me here. When yeah. the other person is only trying to be relatable. Yeah, exactly. They're only trying to do good. No, yeah. They're, only, yeah. they're only trying to say, hey, you're not alone. You know, I'm here with you. I'm putting my arm around you here. I know I just... I'm the worst one for it. I yeah. do understand that. When people yeah. are like, oh, I understand what you've been doing. It's like, mm, no, you haven't. No, you don't. <laughs> well, I remember when I first met you, you know, we had a conversation that you were like, oh, I don't think anyone's been through as much as me. There is nobody, you know, there was almost mm. like a, a kind of, it, I mean, it wasn't maybe articulated, you know, in that sense, but there was a feeling like... I don't you, feel like anyone would understand. Yeah, and this is why you weren't rushing into talk therapies and things like that, because you didn't feel like anyone could possibly come from your starting point and help you with where you are, because they couldn't understand where you are, mm. you know, which which is a real, it's a real common kind of feeling I, isn't I do it? I do still feel that way because you know yeah. whilst there have been people who've who've lost parents mm. who've lost grandparents you know over the years mm. I've I've seldom spoken to anyone who's lost everybody mm. all in a very short time frame mm. who was left alone at 16 yeah and yeah. do you know what I mean so even people who've like lost a parent it's like but you may have had the other parent but you may have had mm. you know a brother or mm. a sister with you you may have had aunts and uncles mm. I went from whole family to no family to on my own so as a result as you say I didn't I didn't jump into talking therapy which is probably mm. something I should have done I mean I know we're going to talk about where mm. people can get help near the end yeah but I I do recognize that those beliefs of mine had maybe restricted my um recovery and yeah dragged it out a bit but, and know? that's the that's the danger isn't it? that's when yeah. we start to gatekeep the, keep the term trauma mm. like so well, you can't that's not the same category of thing you know yeah and, and that's why the trauma spectrum is so wide. Yeah, you know, in absolutely. Terms of what that is, and um, but yeah, I mean, so I've got um, talking about what classifies as trauma. Then, yeah, yeah. I, I've I looked at some, you know, journals, some some what is the thinking on this, some people's opinions, and I sort of compiled a list. Oh yeah, um, and this is what I talk to my practitioners about when we're we're training, when we're doing our, our monthly forums, things that people regard as trauma, what can cause trauma. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is quite broad-reaching, okay? Mm. So I'm just going to scoot through the list here. This is a real, you know, top ten. <laughs> <laughs> worst top ten. Yeah, I know, the worst top ten ever. But um, So first of all, any form of abuse. Yeah. So it could be physical, sexual, emotional. Any, and and that, that, that kind of... See, I used to think of trauma as something that happens quickly in the moment. But of course, abuse is something that goes carries out over a long For period a long time, of time. Yeah. And that's often why it's allowed to continue because it isn't just that horrible thing that you jump from. It's like, oh, it's insidious, you know, it grows. It's like it? the, the frog in the water, the frog in the boiling water. Exactly, it? which we've talked about in a, a previous podcast, I'm, I believe. Mm. You know, that, that thing where you just end up sitting in the horrible situation not realising how really intolerable it is, mm. you know, because we can tolerate quite a lot when we desensitise to it. And yeah, that's the yeah. problem, isn't it? And we only really recognise its effects when we come away from it, mm. you know. Um, 
a serious accident or illness. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people have been traumatized by going through COVID, you know, because we've got, yeah. I know we know some people that are experiencing long COVID. Yes. You know, and that's, that can be, and, and there's a, there's not a, just having COVID itself, but we're, we've all been in this, this trauma response, if you will, for mm. over 18 months yeah. now. You know, this is going to affect everyone for a, a long, long time. Like mm. in the same way that my generation, mm. um, I know every generation was, but I do specifically know that my generation, the ones who were teenagers, yeah. When nine eleven happened, yeah, that affected a lot of us going into adulthood. Mm, you know, mm. and I feel it's going to be, you know, yeah. akin to that in the future when we look back on it. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's, it's like wartime for us, isn't it? We've not mm. been through a war, but mm. this is like a couple of years of us having to have a collective global effort. Yeah, that's that's quite that's quite big, isn't it? And also, people that have there's been a lot of anxiety caused by the various symptoms of getting ill from this you know yes. in terms of and the, the fear of what what might happen because there are you know it, it does kill people you yeah. know so anything that we're we're feeling you know it threats it threatens us in that way you know that that's and they speak about you know children who are going through it now mm. growing up you know being like germaphobes and stuff like that yep I, yeah I'm, I'm seeing a lot more people oh really who are, yeah very almost like I suppose you could argue overly mindful of that sort of stuff mm. you know um, I think you know being clean and and you yeah. know observing hygiene is yeah. a good thing but when it becomes something that intrudes in our life you know you, you look at the the extreme anxiety responses like obsessive compulsive you know yeah. there's a lot of people developing those sort of behaviors and strategies mm. because they can't control the world around them yeah they're, they're looking to control it in their you know their, their own their little, little space bodies. yeah um, domestic violence yeah. is obviously, I think, one that, that people talk about a lot when it comes to trauma. And also one of those ones where we traditionally end up doing that thing. So that abuse and domestic violence, mm. one where we traditionally end up blaming ourselves <coughs> yeah, yeah. for it happening. Or for not leaving. For not leaving, yeah. And again, I think it's that part of our mind that says, well, I need to control uh, the likelihood of this happening again in some way, in some capacity. And when when we did nothing to deserve it, when we did nothing to bring it on, um, and certainly nobody's done anything to warrant domestic abuse. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's never your fault. Yeah, exactly. But of course, if you can say, well, if I can work out what I did wrong, then at least I'm in control of whether it happens again or not. Mm. Yeah, so you, you gain some level of control in your mind over over the, the likelihood of having to go through that negative experience again. So as a result, you blame yourself. Yeah. And then you, you don't just bear the the effects of, of the trauma, you bear guilt now. Yeah. Um, and you end up feeling very, very, well, shit about yourself. Mm. Yeah, and, and it creates a very, very bad self-image, you know. So these are, these are the knock-on effects of this stuff, you know. Um, bullying. Yeah. So I went through a bit of bullying at school. I mean, I always play it down because it wasn't, you know, I've, I know bullying is, in some cases, very extreme. My bullying wasn't extreme, but this is where I'm coming. Like we say, it's not, it's not what it is. It's how you make exactly. Make it feel. I know, I know there was. So you know, I remember a time when. So this is a really weird story. I don't have told this story before, but it was my birthday at school, and everyone had bought an egg at the shop at lunchtime. A single egg? No, well, you know, they, I, I believe probably they grouped together and bought a box of eggs. Why I, are they I don't, selling eggs to kids at the, to the school at lunchtime? It's like cigarettes under the counter, and it can have just a single egg, please. <laughs> are you 16? 
Okay, there you go. That's ridiculous. Um, no, but I, I mean, I don't know the mechanics of who bought what. You know, okay, I, right, I, didn't, I don't have the receipts. But <laughs> um, but there was, I knew there was the room going around that at the end of school. They were just all going to fucking jump on me and, and egg me. That's yeah. not that's not a, a nice birthday. No, because well, this is the thing. You went to a boys' school, didn't you? Yes, I did. Well, Tells I mean, me everything I need to know. Um, it's the thing. It wasn't like a wee lads, 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 mates. Yeah, getting yeah. with an egg. It was all the people that I knew. They weren't doing it because they wanted to show, aren't we good mates? Mm. They were doing it because they hated me. Do you know their names? Because I could find them. <laughs> because I, I've never heard this story and I'm not, I don't take too kindly. Okay, anyway, but I'll, I remember, I remember how I felt in my last lesson that mm. day. Yeah. And it wasn't that, oh, I'm going to get covered in egg yolk, you know, because yeah, yeah. I could deal with that. I could handle that. I mean, I know? couldn't. I'm allergic to egg. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll just keep mouth It would shut. kill me. <laughs> Um, but it was that everyone had decided they would single me out mm. for some negative attention. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that... Oh, I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> I've not told you You've never told me. Maybe you've not told me this because you know I would strike vengeance. That's it. I need to, like, yeah. But, but, uh, but this was the thing. And, and I remember it was probably one of the lowest feelings I'd felt. And, yeah. and it, I should say, it wasn't any physical violence, you know. It, it didn't. It wasn't any of that. I mean, I don't know. I'd argue it's pretty no, no, no. Physical. But I mean, it wasn't. That wasn't what upset me. Right. It, what upset me was that everyone was reveling and taking joy in yeah. the idea we're going to get him. I mean, they are teenage boys. I, yeah, I get that, but <laughs> that's the point, isn't it? And I was a teenage boy at the time as well. So this was the world. Yeah. This yeah. was the the microcosm of everything that existed. Was my social circle at school. Yeah. And to know that everyone else in the year who barely knew me or just didn't like me or wasn't yeah. friends with me was going to take part in this. It felt very, I felt very much victimised, yeah. Mm. Um, and I would just remember it was, you know, I can remember it vividly mm. sitting in the, at my desk. Yeah, and somebody who I thought was this lovely, passive, friendly person saying, ha ha, going to get you later. And, and punched him in the dick. And I, but you know what? It does have a happy ending. Go on. Because somebody who was my friend, who I didn't quite realise how close a friend he was. Yeah saved me basically he said look i know where they're waiting for you come this way home instead and so they didn't get me because he he could see i was distressed Mm. yeah i wasn't i wasn't enjoying this no no and and the the funny weird thing that came out of it was that was when i realized oh you don't just hang out with me because i'm one of the people in our group and you just tolerate me you actually care about my happiness And that was, I don't know, it was, it was just an interesting, and, and I very much regard that, even though it was just getting egged at school, which is nothing compared you to the You say this, I've, ne- no, no, that's not, that's not a normal thing. Like, that's not, that's not a normal thing that happens. Yeah. Like, the, the, like I got bullied at school, but it was just really unimaginative teenage boys who called me fat. Yes, well done. Yeah, but like, the, the bullies at our school, they were quite intelligent. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, that was not an intelligent thing just to egg somebody, but you know, yeah. The, yeah. Well, it was very organised. Yeah, it was, it was organised. Organised uh, trauma. <laughs> but anyway, but that was the thing. So I'm not, this, and this is the danger of the, the definition of trauma. I can see <laughs> you're like, you've angry. gone red. <laughs> yeah, I've gone, nobody does that to my baby. Well, mm. well they don't do it now. You no, know? but like, like I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not. You're not okay with that, I'm are you? I'm not, no. Do you need to stop the recording for Find a moment? Find me their names <laughs> and I will send them shit in the post. Do you know what? Here's the interesting thing. I don't remember the names of the people that Good. were going to do it. I do remember the name of the person that helped me. Oh. You know, maybe that's, that's nice. the learning. I mean, bit. I remember the names of everyone who bullied me, but that's just because, <laughs> because I'm on, like, I star. They're on that I'm list, like... <laughs> Yeah, you, that's what you whisper to yourself as you go to sleep at night, the names. Because I will get them. 
in this world or the next. <laughs> um, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Is People that don't cross it, me, it is how it appears to you. And the thing I want to say as well, it's not like I'm. I want to say to people, oh, so you know that thing you went through that classifies that's trauma. That is, yeah, so that you can now yeah. say, right, I need to get my trauma dealt with. I'm just saying that no one has the right to diminish what you've been through yes. because only you were there, only you experienced that. You know. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I'm I'm glad that the after effects of that, mm. I don't feel them day to day anymore. No. You know, I don't the the social anxiety that that contributed to. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to suffer with anymore, you know. There's, there's, don't get me wrong, there's moments. There's moments when I'm like, oh, that's a big crowd of people. I might just go the other way or something like that. But there's certainly, you know, my day-to-day, the impact that had on me, yeah, mm. absolutely. I was incredibly suspicious of everyone that walked up to me for yeah, a long time, yeah. yeah. But I'm not anymore, you know. And that's, that's the good thing is that we do get to change this stuff. Well, we yeah. can't both be suspicious of everybody. <laughs> then we'd never leave the house. Well, I mean, it's you know, eighteen months old. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, other things that obviously. Uh, like, what does that word say? What the one under bullying? Disasters. I thought it said dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be traumatic. From here, it? it looked like dinosaurs. <laughs> um, well, just ask the characters in Jurassic Park. I mean, the Come the on. dinosaurs did did all die out of a disaster, so. That's true. Tenuous link. Well done. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Any any natural disaster. Yeah. Yeah. So I literally like I was hurricanes, speak, tornadoes. Speaking to a client recently that was yeah. in the middle of a tsunami. Oh god. You know. So yeah, that was and you know they they spoke to me about it and they cried instantly as they mentioned it oh. and they said I'm sorry I don't know where that came from because it, it wasn't like that's what we came here to work yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah. But they were like. I mean, and, there's nothing you can do about that. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's like. Seriously. But this is the thing. It's very rare that somebody describes something they've been through as traumatic, and I'm not like, yeah. I get it. I yeah. see, you know, when you're just, what you're describing to me, yeah. I can see why Absolutely. that would have an emotional impact upon you. Mm. you know? um, because it's always a reason. Yeah. There's always a reason why your mind responds in a certain way. Yeah. Doesn't always feel logical. Doesn't always feel like it's the best response, but we but understand it. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. Um, another, here's one forced displacement. What does that mean? Well, I take it to mean like, so refugees having oh. to leave, you know, people coming across the channel in a, in a boat, you know? And, um, I remember when, when my mum died, because my mum died when I was 16. Yeah. And they said they were going to put me into foster care until I turned 18. Yeah. And I was like, lol, good luck trying. And, yeah, um, but that would, and refused. But I, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would classify that as... Forced to put, yeah, in, in my In my thinking, anyway, unless I'm misinterpreting that one. But that's what I've always took that to mean. Yeah. Um, but we see that a lot, you know, in war-torn countries. Yes. You know, literally... With what's to, going on in Afghanistan at the moment. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot of that going on. And, um, and that leads us on to another one, military trauma. Yeah. War or conflict. Obviously, we talk about... Because um, PTSD is very I, much linked. I was linked. about to say that, yeah. yeah. When we think PTSD, we often think... Soldiers. Yes. Yeah soldiers stuff yeah. and that yeah um and of course last one on my list anyway bereavement or separation yep. which you know all about I yeah do. um and also i've got i put this in block capitals for my practitioners when i when i teach this this class um witnessing any of the above oh absolutely yeah it doesn't absolutely. have to have been you that went through it if you i know people that have seen i say people like it's multiples i know a yeah. person yeah who has who saw a horrific accident yes and they weren't involved, they weren't hurt, they yeah. weren't, you know, but they saw it yep. and it, it has affected them every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I think we have this this great quality of empathy, Yeah. but it can be, it can work against us when we can, I mean, what were we watching the other day? 
the, oh God. the fascinating horror. Yeah, we because <laughs> of um, I like okay, okay. Look, don't judge me, but I like watching quite dark and macabre um, true stories. You like your true crime? I, you know what? Not even true crime. Like I just I do love a bit true crime. I love a bit true crime. Bailey Sarian, she's amazing. <laughs> but um, but I do I I like watching. And it's so bad, but it's like like bad things that have happened and these accidents and everything. And, and I don't know what, I just kind of watch it. Cause even as I watch it, I'm like, Oh my God, that's awful. Mm. That's terrible. That's awful. But I don't know why I keep going back. Yeah. And watching we, we watched one the other day and I, I remember telling you, I, I think well, I need to stop watching this. Yeah. We turned it off for a bit. Yeah. We? Well, it was, what was it? The nutty putty caves mm-hmm. and somebody, a guy that died um, in the, so, you know, people go pothole in, which is s- stupid. I mean, it's anyway. just the most ridiculous thing to do. Crawl into tiny little holes in the ground, mm. you know, and, and I mean, I'm claustrophobic anyway. Yeah, and they were describing him getting stuck, and it was it was quite it was quite vivid that you know they had uh, diagrams and they had uh, you know because it was a, it was it was a bit of a weird way that he got stuck, yeah. and then an equally weird way how he couldn't get out. So yeah. I think the diagrams were for that, and I was just watching it and thinking, oh my god, this is really sad, but it's really interesting, and like, how did that happen? And blah blah blah. But you kind yeah. of. Well, I think I just I just empathised too much with it while we were watching it, yeah. and I, you know, my whole thinking was like, well, I know he dies because that's what the story's about. Yeah. It said it at the top of the video, so what's going to happen now is he's just stuck, and he's awake, and he's like, oh, can you get me out? And I'm like, he just stayed there and died. Yeah. And and I I don't think my mind was okay with that concept, you know, and that's why I, I wanted to. And then we and stopped. Then I watched. We stopped watching it, and then I'm like. I need to put it back on because that's all I've got now. Is that re- and you know? But then ends. we watched another one that affected me. Yeah. And you didn't understand why I was so affected by it. So it's yeah. very, very it personal. Very personal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing with me was that I needed to know he didn't just, um, he didn't just kind of, I don't know, like waste away for days. No, it was. And something. and it turned out he there was a there was a second collapse and he you know was not yeah, yeah. basically was killed in that. So and it's almost like. Well, that's a small mercy that, yeah. that it happened quickly. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but they, yeah, there's certain things that the one, um, the one I watched, did me in more, which was like the theme park one. Yeah. With the person and foot. What was that one? So someone, oh god, apologies if you're watching this and you have a, you have a slightly nervous disposition, but just hear me out. Um, someone was at a theme park in America. I think it was America, mm. and they jumped over the fence into a restricted area yeah. and it's never it's never been known why they jumped over into this restricted area it was thought maybe they were trying to get a shortcut or they were trying mm. to like get to the front of the queue or something yeah. and so they're underneath this roller coaster and the roller coasters the people are sitting in it and their feet are dangling like nemesis um, oh. like nemesis inferno is it yeah um, i love nemesis yeah it's so like ride. so their feet are dangling anyway long story short of it this guy was in the restricted area and the roller coaster came round and someone's foot that was dangling on this thing basically kicked this guy's head clean off who was in the restricted Gosh, section. And that awful. did me in more yeah, well, than, can... than that one because I all I could think was, God, what if that was me? What if that was my foot? Because yeah. I'd like to point out as well, the person whose foot it was, yeah. unharmed. Which, I find that astonishing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, well, I think like a mild sprain or something, but 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 completely unharmed. 
Um, and and I and then that's that thing, isn't it, where it says witnessing any of the above. So so being the person yeah. who did that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you know, you were just on a roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. And and yet you were saying, weren't you, that yeah. I, I would carry that guilt with me for yeah, the rest of my life. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Even I'm, though it's not your fault and yeah. you didn't do anything like there was nothing you could have done. But this is the thing. I'm going to come back to this thing. I think it's yeah. a perfect link into how I see it. Yeah. The confusion of the subconscious. There's no easy compartmentalization of that experience. Yeah. We can't just file that away to simply as, as in the way that we do. It requires a lot of conscious examination, if yes. you know what I mean. Because yeah. our, if you think of it like, you know, I always say this, don't I? Like the, the guy, the subconscious is all the guys in the background just doing their jobs, you know, running yeah. the ships sort yeah. of thing. And there's a point where, okay, I don't know what to do with that. Mm. I haven't, I haven't, this is, this is not the run of the mill stuff. I need to, you know, consult the captain on this one, you know, and it comes yeah. into our conscious awareness because it's like, well, I, I can't process that. And this is what I think happens with trauma. Mm. Because you, your bit of your mind that's trying to process it can't easily compartmentalize it. Mm. It ends up stuck there trying to do that job. Because it doesn't know why. Exactly, and it needs an answer. Yeah. We need to we need to resolve it in our mind what that's about, you know. And and this does, is does so, that create guilt? Well, it can do. Yeah. But I think I think it, it creates guilt when we're like, well, obviously I did something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that isn't always the logical conclusion, but it can be a conclusion your mind comes to. Mm. So I refer to it as the unsolvable puzzle, and this is how we work with it. So me and my practitioners, yeah, the idea that a bit of your mind has been given a jigsaw puzzle. Right, your job to solve this puzzle, yeah, so we can put it away or whatever. And we already know it has pieces missing. Mm. We know we're never going to be able to complete this puzzle because it's never going to make sense. Mm. There are lots of things in life that are never going to make sense, and that needs to be okay. Yeah. yeah, we need to be able to file that in the compartment of that don't make sense, but that's but okay because okay. not everything in life is going to make sense. Yeah. yeah, and and if we can do that, then we can allow that part of our mind to stop having to work round the clock to do that job. Mm. You know, you talk about PTSD. We we flash back to things. Yeah. What's that? Your mind's still trying to make sense, replaying the movie in our head. What happened there? How do we stay safe from that in the future? What does that mean that that exists in this world? What could I have done differently? Exactly. All yeah. of those questions that go unanswered and will never be answered. Mm. Yeah, and this is why I think it's um. It's almost futile to try and put some logical meaning on that thing, you know, because mm. trauma, one of its kind of common characteristics is that it shouldn't have happened, really. You yeah, know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and, yeah. and it's one of those things that, that we're not going to be able to put an easy logical explanation on, I think. No. You know? It's that thing, you know, that, that, that I said that we were talking about that you need to get from trying to work out why it happened yeah. to more of a... I'm not okay that it happened, yeah. but it happened and I'm okay. Yes, that's exactly it. That's which a is, really good word. Which it. takes, don't get me wrong, which so, you know, you're listing, when you listed the types of trauma, mm. you know, I know that at least, at least five things on that list yeah. I know I deal with and I have been dealing mm. with. And some of them I'm now on the, in the realms of it happened and I'm okay. Yeah. But some of them I'm still trying to... Trying to process. Still trying to process. Yeah, I totally get that. The the classic example that I had, I think I had a very sort of handy, convenient bit of learning on this when I started to see clients in my first couple of years because mm. I had two clients come to me in quite six, quick succession. It was only like a week apart from each other. They'd both been in car accidents okay. um, in, in recent history. Mm. So one person was seeing me because I'd been in a car accident and now I can't get in a car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the other person had see, was seeing me for something completely different but just happened to mention 
when I asked about, you know, any any medical hospital, or yeah, hospital yeah. visits, oh yeah, I was in a hospital last year because I was nearly killed in a car accident. Mm. And the different and but they were still getting in the car every day since then. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say and it turns out one was in one car <laughs> and one was in the other car. Well, if it was a film or something, yeah. <laughs> and they fell in love. You know, <laughs> um but no, the point being was that the person who couldn't get in a car now. Yeah. Um they don't remember the accident. Oh. They literally just woke up in hospital. Right, yeah. right. Um, and so their mind was still trying to process what happened there. What did we yeah. do? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the one that could get in the car, mm. I said, well, what happened? And she said, oh, she, I was texting. Oh I wasn't God. paying attention, yeah. Right, was, yeah. you know, one of the younger generation, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't text and drive, yeah, people. Exactly, there's the message from that pod, this podcast. Yeah. But the point being, she knew exactly why it had happened and she knew exactly how, how to make that. it not yeah, happen in yeah, the future, yeah. 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 So she could say, yeah, it was my fault, I was texting, uh, you know, unfortunately it was only me that got hurt, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But the other person, th- there was what I call the broadest strategy had been applied, yeah, where we can't work out what we did to cause it. So the only thing I know I did wrong was I got in, a car. got in a car, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just yeah. avoid that, you know, yeah. and so we create fear around that. That. I mean, that. I, I understand. I mm. understand it. But that's the thing, isn't it? We, we kind of get it, yeah. yeah. But it's it's more about how do we then resolve that? How do we then, you know, get to speak to that part and say, look, I get why you've come up with this strategy, but, but there's certain things that are not going to make sense. Mm. Yeah, that life is going to land on us sometimes. Yeah, but fortunately, it'll be infrequently enough. Mm. Whereas if we don't dwell on that, we will move on from it. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's the thing here that it, we're talking. We want to you know give a message about getting over the effects of trauma, don't we? Rather mm. than rather than just oh now we're dealing with trauma and we're going to be there forever. Also, you know, living your life not doing a certain thing because of something that happened mm. is not. The avoidance strategy is not, you know. Well, it's just your mind trying to keep you safe. Yeah. But at the same time, safety isn't isn't the goal here. No. That isn't our purpose. We're not here on this planet just to stay alive. I mean, some would argue, no, that's exactly what our brain is trying to do for us. But I would argue your brain is trying to steer you towards happiness. Happiness, yeah. Yeah. We we know there's loads of occasions in our life where happiness is absolutely we recognise it as the motivating factor. Because if it was just safe, we wouldn't like go on roller coasters. Or well, exactly, because you know we wouldn't jump out of airplanes. I know? mean, I'm not planning on it. No, you I... randomly out of nowhere the other day, you were like, "Oh, I think I'm going to jump out of a plane," and I'm like, "Are you all right?" I didn't say I think I'm going <laughs> to jump out of a plane. I said I think when we've got the time, I'd like to learn to skydive, which is hilarious because you don't like heights. Look, I'm okay with heights. You are absolutely not. We were at the top of a building, and you were like, "You're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look over. You're fine if there's a a, a barrier." I yeah, think. exactly. But yeah. that's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I have a healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a healthy caution around heights. I just like taking the mick out of you. That's all. It is. I know it is. Yeah, but anyway, point being that. Um, by the way, there's there's loads of people who skydive who are also afraid of heights. Really? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really cool. I know. Well, it is cool, I'd love it? to skydive, but I would worry about the person strapped to me. Uh, well, uh, the, the point is you learn, you do it enough times so you don't have to have anyone strapped to you. That I wouldn't like either. Because you'd be in charge of the cord. Yeah, no, yeah. thank you. <laughs> well, what, if, what if I forgot to pull it? What if you I forgot to pull it? You won't forget to pull it. What if I forgot to pull the cord? Oh, God. But I, I think you've got... What if my parachute got sabotaged like that guy that I listened to on that crime podcast? On the true crime podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that wouldn't happen either. But this is the point, isn't it? So It was done by his partner, by the way. <laughs> it was sabotaged not, by his partner. Can we not turn this into a true crime podcast? I'm just saying. Can we just not do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the point, isn't it? 
trauma, we hear about these things because they're really unusual. Yes. Yeah, we, we don't hear the stories of the millions and millions of people every day that just had a really boring, ordinary, perfectly good day <laughs> because that's not exciting. No. Yeah? And that's not unusual. Yeah, the fact is that most people on the planet have a perfectly ordinary day most days. It's like you say about the plane crashes. When yeah. people are people are concerned about plane crashes, yeah, but yeah. we all and how well I, I was about to say because thousands and thousands of flights go off each day. They don't at the moment between yeah, yeah. 2020 and 2021. Well, but... I, I looked it up. You know, so you the person that's afraid of flying will notice the one or two you know incidents in the news about planes over mm. the last five years or something, mm. but they'll ignore the like 14 million commercial flights that happen every year without yeah. incident. You yeah. Know? Um, and it's just, it, but we do that when we when we have something we can't solve, when we have a puzzle we can't easily put right and we can't complete, then our mind will just say, right, best strategy here then, yeah. just avoid it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and and I think that so the the thing I, I want to say I don't um yeah let's 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 talk about what what if we've suffered trauma then yeah, yeah let's talk about um in in the sense of what do we do about that yeah. yeah. Now I think ultimately of course the thing we always recommend. Go see a professional. Yes, talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about yeah. um, in terms of, of listening to you and being able to sort of help you work through it. Yeah, and this is the thing as well. I know that you'll hear a lot of people saying, see a trauma expert about any trauma. But then that, that gives the problem of, well, am I categorising what I went through as trauma? Is it officially trauma or something like that? Well, like I didn't think that what I went through was trauma, so yeah. I wouldn't have sought that out. Well, this is, a lot of the time when people come to see me, you know, we, we don't categorise it. No. And, and we, wouldn't, we wouldn't want to, you know, because we're just dealing with what they're going through. So I think there are certain, there's a certain argument for seeing an actual you know, specialist in the field. You know, mm. I, I, I'm very pleased when people come to see me about anxiety because that's my specialist area and I consider them to have come to the right person, you know, but you're I like, do. I'm the man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the, the point being here is that see somebody yeah. because a lot of the time the problem is that your mind's trying to deal with this unsolvable puzzle and yeah. guess what? It's unsolvable. Yeah. So you're not really going to be able to, and unless you can do the work yourself, which you can do, don't get me wrong. Mm. I, I tend to think we are our best therapists because we know ourselves better than anyone. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, you know, you know me, I've not, I didn't see anyone at the time mm. because I didn't feel ready to talk about it. Yeah. And here's the thing, I suppose. I because I've I've only ever saw someone I saw someone for talking therapy. It was very brief. You remember it. I think yeah. it was very early on in our relationship mm. and I and um and I saw someone for a little bit and I really didn't mm. like it. No. I didn't didn't really get anything from it. But I know now, you know, years later, mm. I saw I saw the wrong person and precisely and I think is if you find the right person to talk to because honestly you know I don't want to say hey what you need to do is you need to find a great hypnotherapist and marry them but <laughs> but what I will say is that you know obviously having you in my life yeah has been a great help um oh, but there are you know, mm. you've been you've been all right you've done, <laughs> in you've, certain areas in certain yeah. areas yeah <laughs> but you know but there are there are things that maybe you know I would in the future go on and, and, and yeah. maybe speak to somebody before but I tell Absolutely. you what it is with me and I think other people might um uh relate to this is that even though I'm you know a good 16 years post mm. things happening yeah I still don't feel ready to talk about it yeah I know I've spoken about it on this podcast and I've spoken yeah. about it in passing and I did my TED talk on it but, but like that's just me this is yeah this is my therapy <laughs> that's just me talking at yeah. people I'm, I don't think I'm ready to hear okay anything so, do you so know what I mean by that I'm Okay, so I'm going to just chip in my opinion on this one. <laughs> um, I think there's a certain 
there's a certain part of you that has that attitude that we've we've already made reference to in this mm. podcast, which is nobody can possibly understand. understand yeah. yeah, and I get that, um, but I think that's what would have to change, or mm. certainly that part would have to entertain the idea that talking to someone will help mm. before you were going to be ready to do that. Yeah, and the thing is, so I would use the comparison, right? Um, you have uh, a writing mentor. I do. Yes, yeah. she's amazing. So yeah, she's amazing. Now, I remember before you got on the first call with her and you were very much like, oh, it might be a waste of time. I don't really think, you know, I, I know I know what I want to do. I don't really see, you know. And then you had a fantastic call with her mm. and you were like, she's awesome. She's the one. She's. Mm. I want to talk to her regularly. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the, that's the feeling when you find the right person. Yes. Is like, okay, I didn't realise what professional people in this field can do for me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's all I would say is that, yep, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast who have had an experience of going to see a professional and it not working out for them. Yeah. But that shouldn't be, you shouldn't conclude from that that professional help is not for me. No, you just need to find the right person. Find the right person. And it's not even about, oh, that was a bad practitioner or that was a bad counsellor or therapist. It's about they just weren't the right person for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I firmly believe that. I really, really do. I, you know, I've said this for, for years that that the ability to find somebody that you can actually talk things through with is yeah. akin to, you know, mm. finding a really good relationship. Yeah. You know, it's not, you didn't, you didn't get in one relationship in your life, it not work out and say, well, maybe relationships aren't for me, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that, you know? Yeah. Oh, to be fair, some people do. But, <laughs> um, but no, that's the point. Yeah. There, there are many and very different people on this planet mm. and uh, people that are doing the same profession won't go at it the same way. And I'll tell you this right now, first fundamental um, foundation stone of all the work that people like me do is to be able to have a good rapport with the client. Yes, absolutely. And that's about two human beings. That's not about what I know about mental health or, yeah. or what I know about my profession or the, the person's background. That's about do we click? Yes. Do we feel like we can we can connect on, on a level that we need to? Mm. Um, which is why I always say any professional that is worth their salt, that understands that relationship and the fundamental uh, importance of that relationship should be happy to talk to or see you without you having to pay them to find out whether they can help you. So like a free consultation? Free consultation, yeah. That, that's my fundamental belief, mm. is that anyone that doesn't offer a free consultation um, has either bought into that idea of, well, my time is valuable, my time is money, mm. or they simply don't understand. They can't help everyone. Yeah, you've got to find out if you can help people first. I will say as well, because the person that I saw was on the NHS. Yeah. So I had to wait the 24 weeks yeah. and, and had to see someone. And the majority of time in my sessions was spent up circling smiley faces and yeah. and and the paperwork of how I felt like it was written up for a five-year-old. And, and I do understand. Which didn't resonate with you. Uh, yeah, believe it or not. we do have a friend that that approach resonates with. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's different for different this, people. Yeah, this is what I mean. You've just got to, you've got to find... Find what works for you. And yeah. for some people, uh, it's their husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's quite good. <laughs> but um, the, the thing, okay, just one last thing to say about trauma work, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. Don't always think you're going to have to revisit the trauma when you go to sort it out. I mean, there's, yeah. there's this horrible misconception. And I think it's a misconception because in some circles it is the case. Yeah, mm. People do regression work and they will take you back to the traumatizing event. That, that is not necessary. And if you ask me, it's one of those things we shouldn't be doing. Mm. The way we felt about what happened at the time, we can't change that. Yeah. That's in the past. That's happened, yeah? Um, 
you know, and as they say, like Rafiki. they say, they say in Endgame, you know, your future won't change your past. Um, what you can, all you can change is how you feel about it moving forward. That's what we should be doing. Mm. Yeah. And it is about talking to those bits of your mind that have been given that unsolvable puzzle mm. and allowing them to just file that on the shelf under that don't make sense. Yeah. But that's okay. And it's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the time as well. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing we hold on to because we do, like you said, like we said at the start, we do wonder what could we have done differently. Mm. But as soon as we realize there wasn't anything we could have done differently, you know, yeah. the amount of people that say, if I go back, I'd do this, it is, you wouldn't. No. Because that's not who you were at the time exactly. when you made that decision. You'd know what you knew then and you'd still be doing your best just as you were doing then. Yeah. And, and you'd, you know, you'd get the same result. Look, we said this the other day about guilt. We don't get to choose when we learn the lessons in our life. Mm. Yeah, they, things happen to us and we learn them, hopefully. Yeah, mm. which is why you can never really blame yourself for the version of yourself that, that did things wrong or made mistakes or took a wrong step. You know, yeah. not only, I mean, we're talking about trauma where there was probably nothing you could do anyway. Absolutely, yeah. you know, it's not your fault in any way because as when the younger version of ourselves inevitably ends up being the victim of the person who is playing antagonist in that scenario. Yeah, mm. but I think we've got to remember as well that there's a different version of us. It's a more naive version of yeah. us. Probably the thing that we went through there that we're all guilty about or the mistake we made, it was a fundamental part of our learning to be who we are now, mm. to know the things we know now. So, um, yeah, we, we've sometimes just got to accept that that thing that happened that was freaking horrendous, mm. it, it turned out it was part of our journey to get where we are, mm. you know, and we're not, we're not the finish line yet either. Yes, we're still oh, yeah. on that ongoing journey. No one's ever the finished version of themselves. Precisely, precisely. So I suppose, yeah, if, if there's any takeaway, it's that. It's that things that happen to you are not your fault. Mm. And no amount of trying to work it out, trying to solve it, is mm. going to change that. So yeah. you need to, as always, as I say on every single episode of this podcast, you need to be kind to yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. Allow yourself those mistakes. Allow yourself to learn the lessons as you go through life. And if there's no lesson to learn, except, you know, sometimes shit happens, <laughs> then leave it there, you know what I mean? That's okay to learn that and move on. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. What a nice way. Nice place to end, I, I think. I think so. I think so as well. Um, obviously, we're going to recommend if you're dealing with trauma and you know you're dealing with trauma or things that re you regard unresolved, See a professional. Absolutely. Um, they can do wonders for you. Um, and yeah, sometimes it would take a while to find the right one. Um, but when you found them, you'll be glad you did. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. I know that um, when we deal with these sorts of slightly heavier topics, yes, we are filling them with jokes because if we just spoke about them seriously, we would both be here depressed. <laughs> so I hope you can understand and appreciate that. And I hope you've got something positive out of this episode. And if you did... Please do come tell us. You can come find us on social media. You can find me on Instagram at BritMarieBox. And you can find Tim at TimBoxMindCoach. You can also find all of Tim's amazing wisdom over on his YouTube channel of the same name. I highly recommend subscribing because it's basically all of the clever stuff without me interjecting random shit. So I, think, I, think... I think that's what people like, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so come find us uh, on those socials. Let us know what you're doing when you're listening. We will speak to you next time. And... Keep thinking as <laughs> a bit of a <laughs> keep thinking outside the box. Bye guys. Bye bye.